Welcome to SlayerFest98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and joining me is my lovely co-host, my best friend, poet, writer, doctor, Kimberly Ann Southwick. And we have two wonderful guests this evening. We have, not that you know it's evening, we have <laughs> Spider-Man author and podcaster, Preeti Chabar. Hello. Hi. Hi. And we have reporter for Decider. Hi, Brett White. What's up? Hi, everyone. Uh, So we have uh, two very, uh, um, you're both well-versed in Marvel. You partake in a lot of Marvel content. Yeah, knowledgeable. What are words, right? Um, (laughs) We're here to talk about episode three of Hawkeye. Um, Kim and I actually, uh, we we still, we watched it together today. We were like text, we started at the same time. We were like texting. Um, I, I can't tell if I liked this episode better because I wasn't rushed because last week I came straight from work, ate, watched both episodes, and then literally had two minutes to read Brett's recap and then start recording. Um, but I <laughs> would be curious what uh, Brett and Preeti, what you folks thought of this episode compared to the first two. Uh, so Preeti? I have I have found that I'm finding the show slow. Like I didn't... Mm. I didn't not like, like, I'm not not enjoying it, but it's also, I don't love it. Like, there are, there are points where I'm like, why is this scene so long? Why are they taking so much time for these things? Like, I loved the beginning of this week so much. I even, like, cried a little bit. But, I did, too. Right? It was, so, it was such a wonderful introduction. But I feel like the stuff with, honestly, with, like, Clint and Kate is so bogged down by, like, it feels self-indulgent. Like, I don't even know. All right. Um, Brett, how do you how do you feel? I thought this is the best episode of the three. Yeah, almost by almost by far, because I thought that it um, I thought it moved a lot uh, speedier. And well, I felt like this was this was the week that the show became the show that I have been waiting for it to be, <laughs> which is ridiculous because this is only week two. Right. <laughs> so, but but it's like weird because it's like this is we're now halfway through the season because um, it's all so bizarre. But yeah, just I mean, the the car chase thing was so much fun. I think that I thought that like their banter during the battle was so much fun. And I thought that, you yes. know, uh, her her relaying the messages from his kid because he couldn't hear was really sweet and and uh and the dog didn't eat anything that could potentially kill him so because <laughs> dogs should not eat pizza no it's true <laughs> jesus <laughs> i did i did love that moment where she's like trying to come up with the names and she's like this this and like when she says pizza dog you're of course like yes pizza dog <laughs> And he gives that little it smile. is weird that like before the the Beatles get back thing, it says like warning smoking in this documentary. And it's like, why isn't there a warning for Hawkeye? It's like dogs can't eat onions or tomatoes. Or- <laughs> there should actually can I can I like slight tangent? But I used to work yeah. for a children's publisher and we had a dog. We had a picture book that was about like. Lo- like being friends with your dog and like loving your dog. And there was an illustration of someone kissing their dog and we had to put a warning on the book. That was like, <laughs> don't kiss your dog on the mouth. <laughs> oh, you! Because <laughs> we got complaints. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, it's a hot topic, as uh, the Circle Season Three taught us on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone remembers Lord. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, Jim, you like this episode, right? 
Yeah, and I think it's interesting. I feel like our our two guests for the first two episodes really loved the series. So I'm yeah. interested that we have two people that are a little bit more lukewarm about the series as a as a whole. So that's uh, thus far. So that's interesting. But yeah, I really liked this episode. I felt like it was a good follow up to the first two. And I mean, you know, batter number three has got to be the guy that gets someone on base if the first two haven't. So the fourth batter can come in and, you know, hit the hit them home. Um, anyway, that's how I think about the order <laughs> of things. Baseball. So, you make a sports reference on my very gay podcast. <laughs> listens to sports things in this world. Anyway. So the episode has to be good or you're going to lose people is my point. So I I feel like it it did the job. Yeah, because, Brett, I do agree with you. I I still enjoyed those first two episodes, but they did feel like a little bit of a slog. Um, it felt a bit like how, you know, the Netflix Marvel shows. Yeah. I mean, it's very fitting and we're definitely going to get into it. Yes. But like those first episodes <laughs> reminded me the most of Daredevil. I was like, this feels a lot like Daredevil, yeah. which I love Daredevil, uh, the character and also the show. I love them. But it was still like, you're going to wait 13 episodes to see him wear a fucking suit. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that like that slow buildup kind of can drive me nuts sometimes. And like, you know, I, I know that you feel the same way, Brett. Like we're saying this as people who did love that Daredevil show, but still like, come on. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, that show skated by so much on just fantastic performances. Like yeah. that. I was like, I will watch an entire hour of Karen page doing a one-on-one with the Kingpin and like, right. you know, <laughs> like, God, I love it. But anyway. But yeah, Kingpin's awesome, and I can't wait to see Vincent D'Onofrio in the MCU. I want to see He's, him grab I mean, Tom Holland by the head and bang him into a table. Okay, for the, like it's happening, right? It has to. Like, how do you? Like, first of all, I want Charlie. I want Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio to be in the MCU so badly. Yes, like, God, so, that's all I want. They deserve, they deserve it so badly. It. But it has to. Happen, and, right? and Kristen Ritter. To. And Kristen Ritter. I will throw her there too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I honestly, like, I do think the best thing about those Netflix shows is the casting. I even say Finn Jones is a good Iron Fist. They just wrote him badly because it, if you watch Finn Jones in interview, he is a dumbass white boy, I, which is what Danny I, Rand is. I feel like Iron Fist, though, is just, mm, can't. I do. I feel like Iron Fist, it did feel, I'm not sure because I, again, I had no like context for the actor. I couldn't tell what it was because it, the show itself felt very phoned in. Yeah, um, very bad. And I season two of, was better. I, I didn't watch <laughs> season two. I did think like, oh, it was just because it's at the end. But then I Punisher season one came out after that, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Punisher was like after Defenders. I think Punisher season one. And I, hands up, Punisher is not a character I've ever cared about. But John Bernthal is so good. And I loved that season. I never, I didn't watch season two, but I loved season one of Punisher. Um, and that man is gorgeous. He came into my Barnes and Noble when I was working in Brooklyn when they were filming <laughs> in a Punisher's jacket. I think I've told you this story before like 85 times, Brett. Wait, and what? Like, like, was this before or after he was Punisher? It was while they were filming. It was after Daredevil, but during that Punisher. seems like I want to be noticed. I am wearing the Punisher. <laughs> he literally, his jacket said Punisher crew. It was zipped halfway down and he had no shirt on underneath. And I was oh like, my God. oh my goodness. Is this a prank? Like, is this, am I on a show? Like, what is this? And he called me, sir. He was like, very polite. Um, And he was like, hey, sir, could you help me? I'm looking for some Daredevil graphic novels. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Just immediate throwing up. Like, Like, I was like, this has to be a joke. (laughs) What'd you say, Jim? You want (laughs) doodavla? Right. I was just like, uh, 
yeah. And then so I walked him over and I was like, we don't really have like a lot of Daredevil. And I was like, but I just want to say like, I think your Punisher is fantastic. And he shook my hand and was like, thank you so much. That means so much to me, sir. And then like, we talked about an author that we had both read and he was with his son. And then on the way out, he came over and shook my hand and thanked me for all the Aww, help. that's nice. Sir. What a yeah. lovely. He's like a big, like handsome man who's just like very polite. <laughs> Yeah. That sounds way better than the time I helped M. Night Shalomon at Barnes & Noble that first. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the other celebrity encounters I had at Barnes & Noble were, like, pretty, like, pfft. like, I run Tina Fey up and we said two words to each other, but I was ecstatic, but, like, she really talked to me, but. And I literally missed everybody at the Strand. The only person that I ever had an interaction with was Paul Giamatti, and my interaction was, he was creepy, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But, okay, so, let's get into this opening, because I... I think I'm a hard sell usually on like a, we're getting a flashback <sighs> to a like, I don't know. I, but it worked. I it thought worked. this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh it's so yeah, good. Pretty, talk about it. Pretty. <laughs> it was so good. I feel like centering Echo in this moment was really smart because yeah. maybe one thing that is rough with the Hawkeye show is they have to contend with Ronan, right? Ronan was, in my opinion, just, awful optics for Endgame. Just awful, right? right? It was hard to watch. It was hard to stomach. And they have to contend with that. And so centering Echo in this moment was really lovely because you get to see the sort of like, look at what you did, Clint. (laughs) Look at what you did. And they did it in, I thought, a really thoughtful way. And in the like, there's a line um, that her father says to her, and I wish I'd written down the actor's name because I recognize him and I love him and everything he's ever been in. Um, but he says, you have to be, you have to jump between two worlds, mm-hmm. yeah. which will speak to many, many people, I think, in terms of identity. And and it was just a really smart, quick way to talk about code switching and reference code switching without being so like without being sanctimonious and without all of these the this other baggage that comes along with that. I really loved it and I definitely did cry by the end of that first scene. Yeah. Yeah. Kim and I were texting and we were both just like, I was like, I'm tearing up and she's like, I'm crying. And I was like, I'm crying too. <laughs> when it comes at a good time too, because like when did the, did they announce the Echo show like simultaneous yeah. with the first so it's like yeah you gotta prove it that we can you know that she yeah. deserves it you know that she's gonna be able to hold it down and I think after this episode it's like for for this being her first ever like at least filmed acting thing oh ever, is it? yes yeah. holy yeah. shit yeah. holy yeah. shit this is her first so IMDb credit and and that is like oh yeah that's great like she she absolutely crushed it uh doing yeah just a really high bar of difficulty because it's like she's like the most high profile like native american representation in the mcu i think yeah yeah i'm sure uh and then yeah it's just really great i am really excited for her and i'm really excited for the for the echo show because kingpin is 100 percent going to be the co-lead of that show absolutely (laughs) <laughs> this is where I start screaming about my Kevin. best so, friend Leland <laughs> Owsley. <laughs> so yeah, so we get the like the the, the flashback, and you're right, pretty. That the guy who plays the dad is also very good. Like, it's hard to like sell a like catch up on this character in what like eight minutes and have it be both tender and emotional and have everyone mm. like both the like 
a really good father-daughter dynamic in, like, this, like, quick flashback, but they really achieved it. And, like, I... I'm a sucker for a story like this where it's like, oh, the dad might have been a villain in like a crime, like in cahoots with the crime boss, but like he was still a good dad. Like that's a like, I'm a sucker for something like that. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. I think that one of the things that made it so great was that we know that she's a villain. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and we're still like literally crying over her backstory. Right. <laughs> um, and that, I thought the little girl's acting was excellent mm-hmm. as well. Oh, I loved her. Oh. Yes. She was so good. And that can also be hard to do, like getting also a good child actor. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I was thoroughly so, impressed. Yeah. Um, and so we get the scene of the dad saying uncle. And like, I will say last night on Facebook, I saw a friend had posted like, so glad I'm not going to spoil it, but put um, an emoji of a crown and an emoji of attack. And I was like, oh, Kingpin in this episode? <laughs> he can't be in this episode. And then he was. <laughs> um, but like, I read, I even read your article, Brett, and like, right, it was like very obvious that was Vincent D'Onofrio, just like the like, whatever noise he made. That was the like, laugh is like, that is Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> like, I, it is, it is so, so like, I, I also hate being this uh, person because I get really annoyed at all the people who get like millions of views on YouTube for like, here's how the X-Men have just been announced oh, for right, yeah. four, when it's like, when I won't click on the, it's like, it's 10 minutes long, 2 million views. And it's literally the X Kevin, like the X-Men. And I'm like, I know there's no news. How did they fill up 10 minutes? But I will not give them the click. <laughs> uh, and I hate it. Like the whole Mephisto thing with WandaVision. And like, I don't know what it was with Loki and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, similar shit problem. But, but yeah. like, uh, the, like the whole like feet, but like, this is one of those Ro- like Ronan killed everyone at fat man auto repair. Right. The name of that shop at the yep. beginning that Ronan slaughters is fat man auto repair. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking at my article right with all my reasons why it's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah. And it's like, uh, the Kingpin is inextricably tied to uh, Echo's origin because yeah. Kingpin is her essentially like air quote adoptive father. Yeah. He kills her dad and then takes her and ships her off to that school for the death, which the great little girl actor wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. No, like they, they, they've set it all up so well that if it ends up being Hammerhead or the Owl, I might be done because <laughs> this is like. It's so clear that if it is a red herring, that is. I do feel like it's gonna make you as angry as I was when (laughs) with the Pietro reveal in WandaVision, because I will be angry (laughs) for the rest of my life until they fix it. Frank Boners. I I can't even. I. I. I thought it was well, yeah, because I'm not. I'm not emotionally invested. I'm emotionally invested. I've been mad for seven years. (laughs) Uh, Pretty. I don't know that we ever discussed that, but I felt the same fucking way. And I loved WandaVision, but for me, that felt cheap. Yeah. I, mm, I'm still so <laughs> mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, it totally has to be Kingpin. The thing I'm wondering what you guys think, do we think that that will just be left there until the Echo show? Or do we think he will show up in Hawk? Well, I was, because like, so there's kind of emerged this pattern with all these shows like Agatha Harkness was revealed in like the penultimate episode or like towards the very, towards the very end. Um, We found out who the power broker really was in the season finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I'm still angry about that. Uh, (laughs) Justice for Sharon Carter. Um, And we got Kang in the season finale of Loki. So part of me is kind of wondering, like they've kind of set up this precedent of, 
we're going to give you a surprise villain reveal in the end. <gasps> so hopefully True. the last episode is Hawkeye and Kate versus Kingpin or, or, or it's like he's revealed. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like the Hawkeye feels like a very different show to me. Like I, I really kind yeah. of wish that this had been a movie, honestly, mm, uh, yeah. not like a theater, like a Disney plus movie. Um, <laughs> And not not to like knock it. I just think it would have been a really fun holiday movie if they had put it out. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Like yeah. This, so I think it would have been so good. And and so I don't. I I feel it. It feels a little bit like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because maybe that's where I'm getting a little frustrated too. Because I want like a Hawkeye Hawkeye show, <laughs> and it's splitting I- off to set up other stuff. It feels like already. So right. would they would they credit uh, the actor already in IMDb if he were on the show? Question mark. It depends on yeah. if they because the IMDb is like very like your agent or like your your team mm-hmm. updates it. So and like Disney, I'm sure Disney has the strictest contracts yeah. about any mm-hmm. of that okay. shit. Yeah, but Kim, like, I want to I want to ask uncredited you uncredited chuckle. <laughs> yeah, I want to ask you, Kim, like. Is all of this taking away from you? Because I know, like, you are not, like, a huge Marvel. Like, you are new to, like, Steph, the MCU. But I don't know Steph. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't, ta- it doesn't take away from the show at all to not know uh, what y'all are talking about. Okay, I was wondering. <laughs> I also don't want to, like, completely alienate you as we're all like, Kingpin, Kingpin, and you're like, who's? Well, you, t- <laughs> you texted me and said that, and I was like, that's a villain, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's a complicated man okay <laughs> yeah he likes to crush skulls in his giant hands Super i just i cannot wait like picturing vincent d'onofrio just terrorizing tom holland for some yeah. reason just delights me i like legit i think after far from home like wrote something i want to say it was like for sci-fi where i was like please bring kingpin into this because he started as a spider-man villain it wasn't until frank miller brought him into daredevil and i'm just like their energies are so drastically different that i just good i mean it's very michael keaton and tom holland like it's that same but even more so because vincent dafferty is huge yeah and like (laughs) that would look that would make like the imagery of him like you know holding up like tiny tom holland and like gigantic like that would be a very good comic book image right especially if Daredevil swings in. To yes, help. and for once you'd have a villain that you're not totally on this. Like I feel like with the Tom Holland's villains and in, in the Spidey movies, you're like, okay, you you didn't do this the right way, but you're not wrong. Like you're not, <laughs> you're not incorrect in where right. you started. Whereas with like Kingpin, yeah. you're like, oh no, you're terrifying and and also do very bad things. Like there's not. Yeah, I- I love him. I love watching him, but I'm also like, you're you're a criminal yes. through and yes. through. Like, but I want 100%. to see you on screen at all times. <laughs> so another thing that I wanted to point out. So with this Echo backstory, and I mean, you wrote about this, Brett, too. But I was like, I was very like, holy shit! This is what it, this series so far has felt like one of the most like seen. I mean, you know, some of its last time I said this, someone was like, no, there were three stripes on Falcon's cap. On Sam's Captain America costume, oh not four, like in the comics. Um, no thank but, you to that right. person. So I will say it's not completely one for one, but it feels almost the most closest to like bringing the comic book stuff yeah. to life. I mean, Echo's not in the Hawkeye, Matt Fraction, like that's not she's in daredevil but like her backstory was still kind of the same right well and also the fact that what i find super fascinating 
is like, yeah, she wasn't in the Matt Fraction run, but when you look at like, well, the Matt Fraction run dealt with so much of Hawkeye's hearing loss and Echo mirrors that. But then also when you realize, oh yeah, Ronan in the comics, that was Echo's identity. Echo came up with the Ronan identity and then Hawkeye wore it second. And so it is really interesting how they have brought that into the MCU. Like Echo still has a very strong tie to Ronan, but it is completely flipped. Like it's, but it's still there. I think that's super interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, So, but Jim, you still, you, as someone who's like, doesn't have all the like nerd backstory that like the three of us are, you still did enjoy that opening though, right? Oh no, yeah. I mean, like I said, it was it was hugely emotional. I think it's like, you know, it's to have all of this knowledge I think drives you all crazy a lot. <laughs> yes. <of that. laughs> well, yeah. Yes. Like, I don't have yeah. to worry if there were three stripes or four stripes, you know, like I can just sit back and enjoy the thing. And I've definitely like I'm okay, this is tangential, but I've been watching the um uh the babysitters club. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's so, good. so good. But I'm like, that's what I, that was one of the things that like got me to love reading when I was younger. So, you know, I mean, I can imagine what it's like to be like, oh, okay, like I know this story. Let's see what they're going to do with it here. You know what I mean? Mm. And like, there is a little bit of like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want them to ruin something you love and you want them to to keep it close to the original. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same yeah, time, yeah. like you're, you're interested to see what they're going to do with it. Yeah. So I think there's a struggle that that y'all are like, well, it's not it's not the same, but like, okay, is it okay that they've done this? That I, I don't wonder, have to deal with. <laughs> I wonder if like, because I also think like Kate Bishop, uh, how she's being, how Haley Steinfeld is playing her is kind of like exactly how I've always pictured Kate Bishop. So like, they're very close, and I wonder if they're doing that because Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye is so far, yeah, well, from <laughs> Hawkeye in the comics to me. I mean, that's I I I. I feel like they just, it was just bad luck, right? Like Jeremy Renner appeared as Hawkeye just before the Fraction Hawkeye comic Well, dropped. yeah, the Fraction run came out because he was like Avengers, like tied into yeah. that. And then like Fraction redefined his personality as just completely different. And, and then Joss Whedon was like, we need to give him a wife and oh, kids. I don't even, we, let's not well, even, let's, let's, let's not even. But it was, <laughs> it was this thing, right? Where they after the fact, had to try to go back and do what they could to get him closer to this wildly popular version of the character. Mm. And so now... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Pretty. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. It's just that now we're here and you see hints of it in the Hawkeye in the series. And I I do like it, although I don't know that Jeremy Renner quite captures what Fraction was able to do in the comics. Um, Not not for his fault or anything. I think it's just like, it would be weird if the character was all of a sudden that. That, that was I was actually... trying to think of who, who would play that. I said Andy Samberg when I was talking to my therapist about this on Monday, because <laughs> my therapist asked you. me about, about Marvel <laughs> no, stuff. <okay. laughs> but like Andy Samberg in Brooklyn Nine-Nine has more of the energy of Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. A little bit, maybe? but he's a, also got, I, you know who I'm going to say, and it's somebody who is up for the role, and I'm. this is going to be, I don't know. I think Uh-oh. Jensen Ackles could have done it. Okay. <laughs> I do. I mean, I do. I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I don't think that's completely incorrect. I, I'm I I know I'm aware of what I know. But as someone who spent a, a decade and a half of their lives watching this man on television, uh, I think he would have done the job admirably of Hawk of Fractions Hawkeye. 
You know, and yeah. I, I was worried going into this that they would just suddenly try to make him super charming and that it would have been like, what? What are we doing here? Because, and I know, I know, all three of you disagree with me. That was my biggest issue with Thor Ragnarok is that suddenly- Oh my goodness. <laughs> everyone was like, silly and dumb. And it was like, but these characters weren't like this in any other movie. Um, so that's, Thor was Thor like that was like in the that. first two movies. Thor was he like that. He he took himself more seriously in the first he was one. Like a dumb dumb, but he took himself seriously. I thought. But he's gotten you know he's gotten he's chilled. He's chilled out. He's had he's gone <laughs> through a lot. Okay. He went through that weird vision pool. Yeah, that vision pool did it. Yeah, he saw the Infinity Stones and he was like, I've got to chill. I need to. <laughs> Things are I'm crazy, too man. <laughs> Oh, universe, man! It just blew my mind. All right, okay, wait. I have a question though. So, like, we were talking about how you know, Brett, you were saying that Haley Stanfield's interpretation of this character is very on, on, like, sort of spot on for how you envisioned Kate. I find myself getting somewhat frustrated with it. Oh, really? And I think, and it's again not any fault to Haley Stanfield, who I enjoy a lot as an actress. I think it's because. You don't have the balance of the fraction Hawkeye with mm. the fraction Kate. Oh. And so I'm like, it feels like you're making her, she's super talented, obviously, as an archer. But now for three episodes, I've watched her mess up and make things worse. <laughs> and I'm like, can we just pull back just like a little bit on it? Just like the teeny tiniest bit on it. I I was worried on the bridge that she was going to mess up again. And I was like, please don't mess up. I do. And um, Brett, I'm wondering if, because Kim, we already talked about this. Brett, I'm wondering if you, she feels very Buffy to me. And I think that's mm-hmm. why I love her so much. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Like when she crashes through that window and oh. is like, oops. <laughs> I was like, God, this is Buffy season four. Like, this is what happens when she's like, yeah. the vampire stole her shit and she falls through. And it's like the that superhero charm. But like also... I one could say, well, Buffy was very Spider-Man, which is also true. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, that's like what I think of. And that's why I love her, because she's like, you're right, pretty. They do ever mess up, but she's still like very good. Um, well, and it's also I mean, she's this, she's new to this, yeah, she's which I think is, it. which is also the difference between right. to, not to keep comparing it to the I know, comic. I know, we keep doing it. But, but it's like in the comic book, you're dealing with a Hawkeye that is more like, a flip it yeah. and a walking disaster and a, a Kate Bishop who has been doing this yeah. for a while and has also been the Hawkeye of the, of the Marvel universe for a while. Cause Clint was dead for a long Maybe, time. Right? Yeah. Maybe that's what <laughs> it is. Cause in the comics, they are much more evenly suited and here I'm, I'm having a hard time sort of accepting the reluctant mentor teacher relationship because mm-hmm. I, I kind of miss that. Kate Bishop who knows her shit and knows what she's doing and maybe that's where it's coming from. It's got to be that because the the mentor, you know, mentee thing is just super obvious and I think it's like incredibly well done. And mm-hmm. not knowing her character, I think that the the dialogue, like the way they've written her and her acting just like translate like really really well and even in contrast and like in juxtaposition with Hawkeye's character, especially in this episode. Um with, uh, I mean, the next scene that we're about to talk about after the, the <laughs> title, for sure, when they're uh, after we meet Echo and uh, she crushes that hearing aid, I feel like the relationship, like when he can't hear her 100% is just so 
well done between the two I loved, of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. loved all of that of like, they were just communicating. <laughs> hey, we're communicating really well. Right. Yeah. Like, mm, <laughs> it's communicating in air quotes though. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like that entire car chase scene, I think is one of the best car yes, chases. I agree with you. It, it, it is. And the fact that like, it is again, not to keep doing this, but it is so pulled from Hawkeye issue yeah. number three. And this yeah. is episode three. And going back to Ian's point of like this feeling so pulled from the comics, like, like it's it's the same it's like the same kind of car yeah. The, yeah. the Dodge yeah. Challenger they use yeah. I I counted like they use six of the same trick arrows that are used in that issue are used in this one and I, <laughs> it's just like that's so it's so fun it's like little so, fun Easter. question is there so the the whole scene after the the title uh credits thing happens starts in that like uh abandoned toy store uh, yeah. baby toys comic because I absolutely loved that setting for their hideout it wasn't no uh That's great, I, don't know we, I don't know if we ever saw the tracksuit draculas as they're called in the comics <laughs> i love them uh, so much that was like top tier for me in the first two episodes when they showed up and oh, like bro yeah bro yeah the the the, the, the conversation <laughs> where kate's like helping the guy out in this episode <laughs> mm-hmm. where he's like i got imagine dragons yeah. that my, was great it's like but hey you don't have to go see imagine dragons i like imagine dragons. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good and yeah so i i I enjoyed this. I enjoyed the KB toy abandoned KB toy like warehouse mm-hmm. fight scene. Um, I yeah, I I think that it's weird that like a what like a good twenty minutes of this thirty seven minute episode are just like chase fight scenes, but they were oh, very thank God. but they're enjoyable. so well done, right? Like yeah. they're so. I will say okay, not to keep bringing it back to this, but I thought of one more thing. Okay, you know what's a mentorship? <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this because I actually don't think this Uh the way I'm saying it, but the mentorship and how they represented Spidey and Tony in the first Spider-Man movie Mm -hmm. where Spider-Man is allowed to succeed and allowed to like mess up outside of Tony as well as within the mentorship. I want more of that for Kate. That's what I want. I would have liked for her like to get out of that tape on her own without without Clint's help and then she can still mess up. I just, I need more moments of her like having these brief moments of success outside of Clint's intervention. She did have that really cool floor sweep. Kick she thing did, but they didn't, onto the pole. they didn't focus like on that. it enough. I thought <laughs> like, again, I think all of it though is in the context of like Clint cut her tape because she couldn't figure out yeah. how to do it. That's that's where it's it's like this little itch that's just like in my brain. And I'm like, just give her something. And I'm looking forward to it. But um, yes, I agree with you. The action scenes are amazing. Yeah, like these felt kind of like Daredevil fight Very scenes. Very much. I mean, not, mm-hmm. not as like brutal or violent, but like in choreography and execution, you know? And um, I don't love a fight sequence. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But this one, I think it's because it went so many different places. It really kept my attention. It wasn't – I think one of the things that bores me about them is when they're kind of all in the same place. Oh, yeah. And I just I, – I get really bored a, a lot more easily than I think other people do. But because, you know, it starts with a with that scene where she's trying to help the guy and then we go and we, we have Echo come in and then it turns into the fight scene and then he's got his arrows, which is different than them just fighting. And then she is yeah. also in it. I mean, suddenly Kate's jumped in it too. Oh, and then now they're outside of the toy store. You know what I mean? Like that was they're really successful. And then, yeah, it's, yeah. Wait. and I also really liked the, uh, so 
even pulling so much from the comics, like I know I said they use like six of the same arrows. They use a different one for the last one, that Pimtech arrow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that's a cool way yeah. of both honoring the comics, but making sure that weirdos like me who know the comics <laughs> are still going to be surprised. And I, and I literally was like, oh my God, with that, <laughs> and that giant arrow. I was out. very thrilled by that, that scene. That was yeah. pretty awesome. I was severely gooped. I was like, oh my God, it got so big. I loved it. Yeah. Can I, wait, so can and we, like, mm, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, 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 go ahead. I wanted to ask, can we rewind for a second? Because I want to talk about their first confrontation with Echo, like the conversation mm. they have. Um, yes. Because it feels very. I thought it was so well done. I thought it was well done, but so Uh-oh. Clint said, no, 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 not, not, but, and this is why I hate it. No, but okay. Clint <laughs> said, uh, so she she asks like who's Ronan and you know he said they're dead Black Widow killed killed uh, killed them and I actually really liked that Echo didn't immediately believe him because she Ooh, has yeah. such a strong stake in this character like it didn't feel I like it didn't feel uh, forced or fake or convenient to me like of course Clint's gonna be like yeah that guy's dead because he fully yeah. regrets being Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love like, yeah, oh, a dead person killed the dead person. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. That helps me. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, and I, I, she was very good. Yeah. Like, I really liked, like, you could see the intensity when she's signing and like, you know, I, I think I text Kim this when we were watching it. I was like, you know what? I understand. Take out Clint Barton. Just leave Kate Bishop, please. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like you see. It's hard, though, because I'm like, I, I see the tragedy happening and you're so sad for it. But I also am excited to watch it happen and see where she ends up going. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought, like, again, for an actress that this is her first anything in that scene, she has so she's intimidating. She's intimidating the Avenger that we've watched on television for 10 years. And when she says, like, you shouldn't rely on technology, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, it's like I really felt like, oh, my God, like Echo is has all the power in this situation. And it's such a. Good, 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 Alakwa, good, Alakwa Cox. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so they they have that fight scene. I did really like the fight scene in the KB Toys. They leave and I even text Jim. I was like, wait, the car he said no to, that's the car they drive in the comics. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I, you know, and you wrote this in your article, Brett. I really did like they had her doing the shooting of the arrows rather than him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think. Yeah, they flipped it. It was like the, the, some of the flipping they do is very suited for her, mostly because she's a new character and we know Jeremy Renner. So it's like, eh, like we know his Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, you know, like her being the one to save pizza dog and stuff like that. Yeah. It's cool that they got the, uh, by flipping them, they gave us an action sequence where we got to see how good of an archer Kate Bishop is. And I like that at the end Hawkeye, when, when they go to the subway, he's like, you know, you really are, you know, you, can, yeah. you are a really good archer. And she, <laughs> yeah, so I, I like that they because if they had had her driving, then we yeah. would have just seen her driving, and that would have been I don't know. Like we we know Hawkeye's a good archer. We don't need to see. No, him. we don't need to see it. We're good. Um, <laughs> some things I loved in that scene. I liked when he's like, "Definitely don't use this," and she's like, "Okay, all right. You don't have to say definitely like that." Like I love <laughs> her like anxiety over her. Like she is stressed, but she's still good. But she, like she is understandably like stressed out by the situation as would any of us be. I, I love the, wait, you have four more arrows more dangerous than right. that. Yeah. The big explosion. I arrow. just liked that he was like, there's no such thing as trick arrows in episode ago. <laughs> right. 
Well, so, again, here's the Play-Doh putty arrow. Yeah. <laughs> the, the useless USB arrow. I mean, amazing. In this scene particularly, because I was kind of like, she, you know, she's like a USB arrow, well, and she's so, and it, it, it has a good effect because the guy's expecting it to do something, and it does yeah. literally nothing. So um, that has I to be a shout out part. to what, what if, right? Like with the the last second to last oh. episode of what if. Is there a US a USB arrow sounded familiar? That was USB that using- arrow is the thing that eventually <sighs> gets Ultron. Oh, right. Oh wow, that's fun. I didn't make it oh. that far. I only I just finished episode three of What If the other day. Oh sorry. I, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh no. Sorry. I didn't no, watch it. I didn't watch the last two episodes. I liked it. I just Oh my gosh. I was like, eh. The last two episodes last are excellent. And so much fun. Such a fun. They're like what the show, I think they epitomize what the show built to and could be. Okay. Which is, yeah. but the USB arrow plays a pretty significant part in the last oh, two episodes. It's fun. Um, yeah, then that has to be a reference right? if that's a thing they used. Yeah. Um, and so we get, they're on the, the bridge. They, they do more arrows. Um, they just keep coming, those cars. Oh, my God. Every yeah. time I think that they've, all right, there's one card on it. It's like, oh, now there's four more. Yeah. Um, and, then, I, and they have to literally, like, run away from them. Like, they can't beat them. No. Yeah. That technique they used in the car, though, we keep, we keep bringing up Daredevil. And I think that technique with the camera spinning in the car while they're, the car is spinning externally. So we're getting all these different perspectives mm. brings back Whoa. the feeling of watching that hallway scene in the first season. Yeah. Right. I can see that. Because well, yeah. a lot of the car chase was one shot of like for a lot of it was one shot. Like maybe like it was like one minute continuous, but I noticed and I was like, Oh, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. It was very yeah. neat. And I, I liked when he like has to go backwards. He goes through the Christmas tree lot and people are like yeah. freaking out. And she's like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just very charmed by her. Well, and even the cool st- the storytelling of like suction cup arrow. What the, what does that do? And then that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that being the thing that like saves him on the subway is like, Oh, that's such, that's fun. It's a fun. Yeah. It's yeah. Fun. yeah. Great. So they escape okay. and then they are sitting on the subway, which I'm pretty sure they were on the R train, which made me happy. Mm-hmm. That was the train I always lived <laughs> off of. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, this for me was like maybe their best relationship beat um, that we had had so far. I mean, granted, then we get the scene with him talking to his son, which was like a continuation. But like this was for me, he respects her, she respects him, and it, this felt like their comic book dynamic almost, where it's like they are equals to each other. I love just that shot of both of them just looking exhausted. I just yeah. love shots of superheroes looking exhausted. <laughs> it's like my favorite, honestly, my favorite part of the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies is just Simon Pegg, like, running and panting. <laughs> Anytime they make Scotty run, I'm like, this is great. He's seen. so tired. He's so tired. Representation matters. <laughs> yeah. I also like so on the subway, right? Because we don't think of superheroes as, like, yeah. who necessarily have to ride the subway. And the New York subway is just so recognized recognizable too so yeah and you know everyone on the subway is just like oh fuck i, I know that's the thing. Like, yeah. they smell horrible like, I'm going to the next- with bows don't mess <laughs> yeah. up I don't commute i don't care what is happening topside <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like oh, are they gonna shoot some bows i'm gonna turn my music up so. yeah, <laughs> yeah essentially <laughs> i've never uh, seen showtime involve bows and arrows before. <laughs> yeah. and, and i mean Right, you've talked about this, but I really did like that. Like, he doesn't hear her, and he he says like how great of a like mm-hmm. what is it, marksman, archer, what, what, what the word? archer, yeah, Duh, what are words? Um, <laughs> what a great archer she is, and like 
her little reaction of like, she's so excited and she's realizing that he doesn't really hear her, but he said it anyway. And like, I, I was, I was even charmed by her being like, we should really feed the dog. And then ending with him saying, we should really feed that dog. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cause like also, I mean, Kim, you have two dogs, right? That's like a, you sometimes are like, Oh crap, I need to do this thing for the dog. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the idea of like, after a big fucking battle, on a bridge, you're like, ooh, the dog, right. Um, yeah. We were just kidnapped and escaped, like, right. by the skin of our teeth. But dog waits for nothing. Right. That dog doesn't know. That dog needs <laughs> food, no matter what. Um, so then we, like, I, a thing that they did throughout this episode, I mean, you mentioned it, Cam, with the fight scenes, too, is that they're continuing their conversation, but we're seeing them in different settings as they're continuing it. And I thought that was a yeah. very good way to show, like, yes, they are moving around New York, like they're in the cab, they're, you mm-hmm. know, talking outside the the woman's shop who's going to fix his hearing aid. Then they're, they're in the diner. At, at the like, apartment and like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, there's a lot of different beats to that. Yeah. It yeah. keeps it fresh. And we get a great scene between, uh, between them where the son calls in the, yeah. the uh, aunt's apartment next. Yes. I thought was just so good. Let's talk about that scene. Um, Preeti, how'd you feel about that scene? I thought it was a good way to illustrate the building relationship between uh, Kate and Clint. I thought it maybe highlighted that Clint needs to be a better dad. <laughs> like, Especially to his kids that just like, came back to life after seriously? being dead for five years. <laughs> like, why don't you just, like, why can't you just be like, there's something wrong with my hearing aid. Let's text. Right, because they know he. Has, it's not like it's like that's his secret identity. Yeah, like, <laughs> that it felt like the the that was that was his youngest son. So I'm imagining probably like that. He's like what four or five. Like five. It just felt a little weird that he was like I was, I was just text buddy. I was like, what? Just say it. Just yeah. Say I like I can't yeah. hear you right now. Let's text. It just felt hey, kid, a uh, little. I can't hear you. Can't go go get mom. Yeah, like go get yeah, mom. It yeah. just felt a little strange to me. So like why while I liked the 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 sweetness of the moment between Kate and Clint, that that beat felt a little flat for me on that end. I was like, why? Why though? <laughs> That's fair. I feel like they use this moment too in a way too obvious way to like remind us that this is a Christmas special yeah. and he's got to make it home for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah. that the, the good relationship between he and Kate that we get uh, maybe outweighed like the whole like, oh, just a reminder, this is a Christmas special it, in case the music also, didn't remind you. Is this the most vulnerable that Kate has seen Clint so far? I think so. So, I mean, like, it's really like letting her like in, like really in, because I don't even know, like, if the Avengers, like, I don't know, they've really interacted with his kids that much. I mean, right. they, yeah. stayed like, there. they stayed there, but like, you know, they were too busy chopping wood and uh, recounting horrible Listen, hysterectomies. If, if he Jesus needs Christ. to chop wood, I'm not going to be mad well, about well, it, yes, okay? Yeah. If he wants I, to rip if, a log apart with his bare hands. If I Hulk would, and Black Widow can just go to separate ends of the house, that'd be fine. <laughs> I would also love for Chris Evans to be ripping apart logs on my front lawn with his bare hands. <laughs> what were we like, thinking okay. about? And Nick Fury just hanging out in the barn waiting like, when are they going to get out here? I have to do a surprise <laughs> I, reveal. I need to be creepy and weird. Fucking I'm like, no, keep Trump. going. I'm on the porch. It's fine. Keep, <laughs> keep ripping those logs up. I'm good. <laughs> Everyone's just being creepy and weird watching Steve. <laughs> um and then i i did like so after i i did like that scene and i do think again that felt like i mean i don't think we ever got that scene in the comics but that did feel like their dynamic in the comics would you agree brett and preeti 
Yeah, I mean, it's her like picking up after his mess and being like, okay, just let me, I'll take, like, I'll write it down. Like, just. And like doing it without having to like think about, like, she just like does it automatically. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh I just, I, it's not, this is where it is. It's not her picking up after his mess. It's him picking up after her mess. Like the whole thing is him picking up after her mess. And I'm just, I, I like everybody. I like, I like Haley Stanfield so much. And I'm very excited for Kate Bishop to be a part moving forward. So I'm looking forward. I feel like this is a series that's just going to get stronger every episode. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that too. And it's going to be really rad to watch her like teach. I don't know. Um, but uh, God, what's her name? Chato Gomez, who's playing Miss America. Like, I can't wait to see Kate Bishop soon be like the guys. I went through this already. Let's I can. Yeah. To all the other little kids that are becoming Avengers right now. Yes. Uh, yes. Although Miss America is going to be um, tripping through the multiverse with Dr. Strange and Wanda. Right. So, so maybe she doesn't need. Yeah. She's going to see some shit. Yeah. And <laughs> I feel like, like Kamala's going to have a very yeah. unique experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So then we get the scene that I also liked was when they're sitting outside waiting for the woman that, to like come to her like office or whatever. Her, her, her dragging him with like good thing they don't call you hockey. Yeah, maybe like really oh. hard. Yeah, because right that feels like when like uh, like when like your friend can make the joke and it's like yeah because yeah, you're my friend like that's like you're allowed to make this you know what I mean like yeah and I, I like seeing that kind of stuff like. I don't know, I thought that was a charming. And then she starts harping on the branding again, or is that when they're oh, in the restaurant, that, which is right after this? It's in the restaurant, but yeah, yeah I'm yeah. with you with the harping. Yeah, I mean, I wondered if they're doing that to, like, maybe poke fun at the fact that this Hawkeye is totally different than the one that she interacts in the comics with just after mm-hmm. hearing y'all talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because the costume she suggests is it's honestly her being like, yeah, no, it's like wings. I was like, oh, is that what his mask is I always know, supposed right? to be? Or like hawk Same. wings? So I was like, Kate Bishop, you taught <laughs> like, me something. What? And I've <laughs> that costume's been around for like 60 years. Yeah. <laughs> I I will say that I'm getting a little tired of the bit of like, ha ha. Agreed. This is their comics costume. Agreed. Like, because. I don't know if, I mean, I, Brett, we talked about this when we recorded the X-Men episode on the first movie. Like, I yeah. remember Adam Sass saying a lot of those movies were, like, afraid to be superhero movies back then. So, like, yeah. you know, there's, like, a zillion jokes of, like, what am I supposed to wear? Yellow spandex? Ha ha, that's what they wear in the comics. And, like, But, like, for, for me, like, I find it fine when the MCU does it because they still do so much ridiculous shit from the comics. Like, there's a one-eyed dog in this show. There are a whole bunch of, like, (laughs) tracksuit Russian (laughs) in this show. Um, We just had an entire fight seated at KB Toys. So I'm still like, yeah, you could could make fun of the the patently ridiculous mask. Like, that mask is just fundamentally silly. Um... Because you're doing so much other just silly stuff. So whereas the X-Men movies were like, no, we're wearing black leather. We're going to explain all their powers in detail. Uh, we're, no like, suspension we're show of disbelief. A bunch of Senate hearings. Yeah. No, I like this is a universe that has a talking tree somewhere. So it's like, yeah, we're you guys. Fair. You guys. Are I think it's Fair. like fine to tease about the costume. I just I'm tired of the branding thing. Like they're like <laughs> Kate Bishop is young and thinks about branding. And I'm like, you. You are not like what she's one. Let me get you some Instagram. Right? Deals. Like, she's not. No. 
but we we know she's gonna she's right because we've seen a promo still from like later in the season and he's right. wearing that costume oh, no. minus the mask yeah i yeah. i did not see that yeah. yeah yeah all the like promo photos it's just like that little like purple down arrow over like a black under armor looking thing oh, that's so fine. it's not even that it's not even that special that's it's fine. kind of bland but I do like that was like because it's a fraction run that's like the Hawkeye associate yeah. with like my crush on Hawkeye that's great <laughs> oh I will uh, say issue number three is also the issue where Hawkeye's naked in bed and he jumps and he has the little oh, yeah. Hawkeye mask covering his junk. And I was like, well, they didn't adapt that. <laughs> I'm saying, man, Jensen Ackles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am with you there. Uh, so, yeah, she does. The, uh, she then looks at the dodge. She like tries to tell him his name. Um then we they decide they're gonna go to her mother's apartment because she's afraid. I loved I loved it the cab when when she when he what what is she saying like no like he gave me a butterscotch then I stab, tried to stab him in the and face he and he parried yeah yeah and I love that he's like what well, you tried to stab your mother's boyfriend in the face. <laughs> I, no, I love that really she wasn't giving enough information there. You know what I mean? And so like yeah. if, if we hadn't just watched the past <laughs> two episodes and we were in Hawkeye's sort of brain right there, we'd be like what? Yeah, yeah. No, that was really <laughs> well done. It's very relatable. Like that's that moment where like you're having all these, you're piecing everything together and you can't get out all the details quick enough. <laughs> yeah. And so you're just like, oh, he gave me a butterscotch. You know, the butterscotch. <laughs> I, yeah. I did like it's, how tired Clint sounded. He's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it kind of was you telling a story, Jim. <laughs> we, thank you. Except that. Thank you. We skipped um, the brief little scene back at the toy store when the uh, tracksuit mafia has to leave. Oh, right. Yeah. In there because it felt like, yeah. to me, there wasn't too many important things in there except that they were leaving. Well, they had that, that conversation. In charge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, so she I think that. Cousin, I guess. Well, like, that Kazzy, whatever. So what I noticed from like looking at the end credits is one of the little boys from the karate class fat flashback is credited as little Kazi. Oh, and so I was like, oh, so like <laughs> if you pay attention to the credits, uh, which Disney Plus doesn't want you to, because when it shows you the list of actors is when it goes to that really small yes. screen. And I'd like always get angry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like that establishes that like, no, this guy who's the only tracksuit mafia guy who knows ASL, like they've apparently probably been friends for 20 years. Well, she um, calls him cousin. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she calls him cousin. Or he, okay. or no, he, he says, says uncle. Yeah, that's it. There he says go. uncle. Down cousin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kingpin's code. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I don't know, Kim. Did you have anything about? I don't even have a note on that scene. Well, no, I mean just that I noticed that the the that other guy was family, so yeah. I imagined that he was also related to the big the big boss, the, the big guy. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, I even, I liked him even pointing out like, uh, well, you need to talk to someone, and none of these people have bothered to learn ASL yeah. in the past twenty four hours, which yeah. was an interesting. I don't know if it was in, maybe it was intended this way. I'm just commenting on like. Yeah, all of these, they could learn to speak the language that their scary boss speaks. Right. <laughs> it's like, maybe they should try to learn something. Uh, that's asking a lot of the tracksuit mafia. Yeah, I just want yeah, to they're too busy <laughs> hanging out on Ticketmaster trying to get the right Bro. price. Um, I think that scene to me very much said it was the beginning of her sort of fall from grace as the leader, honestly. Like it had, Mm -hmm. it's so weighted when she's like, who's in charge? Who's in charge? And it's like, all right, well, this is your hubris and it's going to get torn to shreds. (laughs) Yeah, because that 
So like that guy in the comics is the clown who is a terrifying yep. like emissary from hell who murders people. Like he's just terrifying and this guy's like a he's a sweet i mean he's like i don't know he was fine he's not yeah. i think he's he gonna double like, cross i think he's gonna yeah he's, he's clearly he's angling it feels like Ooh, i could get on board with that i could see that um so his so they go to her mother's penthouse well first apartment. i just want to point out they walk through the park and i feel like this is where we get like a uh, hawkeye opening up a little bit more with her because he gives her some information about the tracksuit mafia that she might not have known it's like finally like she's asking a question and he's not like go home kid you know what i mean (laughs) that was really important and and then also that he kind of allows her to investigate this possible fiance murderer right he's like okay these things might be connected i felt like it was a little fast just because the episode ended immediately uh shortly after they get to the house because I was like, oh, okay, like back to the the original storyline, like the reason that yeah. this all happened. happened. Right, um, right. So, I, I mean, I guess they had to get to, they had to remind us about Jack in this uh, episode. So I thought we were going to get a lot more than we did actually get following when they do get to the, oh my God, that house. <laughs> in New York. It's beautiful. Like yeah. $7 million. Oh, and also like off of, off of Grand Central too, yep. because it was in just, you know, her in the Abella, New York. God, yeah, so expensive. Yeah, yeah. gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> so this episode for me did end like Kim and I both when we were watching, we were like, oh wait, because the yeah. other ones felt like longer. This one felt shorter. Um, and that was definitely ro- the Ronin sword, right? That he like, yes, yeah, yeah, he yeah, stole yeah. it in that yeah. first episode, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. So like, this is I am super fucking excited to see what in the hell they do with the swordsman Hawkeye relationship because the whole thing in the comics, the swordsman is like basically his foster Mm -hmm. father who like taught him everything. And it's like, Jeremy Renner is older than Tony Dalton. So they can't do, they, they kind of can't do that. So I'm like, (laughs) so I'm wondering like if he's even going to know this guy, like, yeah, I'm very excited to see what they're going to establish there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty. I, I think I agree with you that this episode ended very abruptly um i i do think overall so far the show has like pacing issues that that's where mm. the like where it's like slow and then everything happens all at once and it's slow and then all of a sudden done but i don't know i'm waiting for the stories to be integrated better i guess because yeah. yes. we're th- i thought we were gonna get that at the end of yeah. this episode because we we're like you said halfway through this season now and it's still it's still like two separate threads and I yeah. just need them to be like, I feel like this episode should have been maybe five minutes longer. We got like a little bit more of that scene to like pull some of that in because it wasn't a big enough hook for me, quite honestly. Like I was like, oh, OK, yeah, cool. Yeah, like, it felt oh. very like da- I don't know if y'all have read the Da Vinci Code and if not, don't. Uh, but it felt very Dan Brown to me yeah. where it was like, we're going to end it right here because it's a cliffhanger. But it's and not necessarily a good cliffhanger. Right. But cliffhanger. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Um, oh i was gonna say something i forget entirely it seems like disney plus should maybe so i i don't actually want disney plus to do this because it would kill me as a journalist that covers these shows but like (laughs) hawkeye maybe could have been in all six episodes at once i agree kind of thing i would hate that it would make my life hell um because doing that when they I, covering those Netflix shows was a oh fucking, I'm sure God thirteen yeah. hours yeah. In, at once Jesus Christ um, but like this is like 
maybe we should have had like the first maybe it should have been the first two then episodes three and four should have come out yesterday Mm -hmm. because i bet four is going to really tie everything together and that would have been a good companion piece to that or you know maybe it's a three-hour movie the whole like it's gonna end right before christmas thing Oh, I'm not going to get to cover the season finale. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're doing this to like, you know, I mean, it's not six days before Christmas, but like, you know, they chose the the timing of the episodes based on, you know, the holiday season. Yeah. Well, that actually reminds me of my question, if you don't mind. Um, You said, uh, or Pretty, you said that it had pacing problems. And I feel like all of the Disney Plus TV shows have had pacing problems, except maybe WandaVision, because WandaVision was, like, based on the way that television was for certain decades. Yeah. So it kind of avoided that. But, like, I mean, Loki, come on. Like, that was – No, I agree with you. It's one of the things that, that they didn't – maybe they're just not good at this yet. They're used to movies. You're not You're not wrong. I agree. Mm. I think Loki and Captain – or whatever Falcon uh, and the Falcon Winter, Winter Soldier yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier I think both of those shows definitely did have pacing issues and you're right like maybe they're just finding their way Hawkeye feels unique to me though in particular because it just really it's like some scenes it really felt like they were like dragging to me in the in those first two episodes to the point where I was like just make it a movie I would have enjoyed this so much <laughs> as a movie and I think that like it's also because I do think that uh, if if they had released if they had released all of Captain fucking what the name of that show Falcon or something so so like again like if they had released all of them at one it's weird like I don't like the binge model I like the weekly release even just as a viewer but it still is like yeah like I think a lot of the pacing weirdness is forgiven when it is all yeah, at yeah once, I agree you can just go to the next one yeah. but. But I will say, none of these shows have gotten to the egregiousness of the Netflix Marvel shows where it's like a 70-minute episode of Luke Cage followed by a 65-minute episode of Luke Cage. And then yeah. a 80 minute like, a, yeah, that, yeah. no thank you. So, like, <laughs> at least we aren't we aren't there yet. We aren't yeah. to, like... And I don't think we'll get there, honestly. I, I Thank God, like, yeah, they've learned. They've learned, they've, well, they have... It's a different concept, right? It's a different conceit. They're pulling yeah. their they're trying to pull what they did in the movies to TV, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. Netflix was like, we're not doing that. From the get-go, Netflix was like, that is not our intent. That will never be our intent. TV is a different beast. I think we need a hybrid though of the two a little bit. Yeah, like right? there could be a happy medium, uh, right? Like a yeah. happy yeah, medium I think between like- the both. That's why I liked What If so much is because it was yeah. very concise clear storytelling Agreed. of like, here's a beginning, middle, end, and then the last two episodes, it tied a lot of yeah, stuff Yeah, it was together. really it's smart. Right. It was yeah. very, very smart. That's why I am so, this is so beside the point, but like She-Hulk, give it to me <laughs> right now. Like them being like, this is a 10 episode legal comedy, half hour episodes. Oh and I'm just like, finally, if, thank God she might have a new case no, every wait, week. If Charlie, all I, I want is for Charlie Cox to show up in the She-Hulk show. And go up against her in the courtroom. Like, give me that. I want it. I just, I'm so excited to see Tatiana Maslany and Mark Ruffalo in scenes together. I'm just, oh God, yeah. The thing I want the most is Jessica Jones to show up in that. I just feel like I want, I want, I I just always want Jessica Jones. I know, but don't you think, my fear is that it won't, it can't be the Jessica Jones we had on Netflix. Like it, it literally, Disney Plus, like, I can't fathom Disney Plus being like, yes. (laughs) I see. I think the way they would bring in Daredevil would be the same thing as Jessica Jones. They would have to leave out like 
Daredevil can't shove anyone's face through a pipe um, the same way Jessica Jones can't curse. But like, we just like, I, that's a way that I do trust Disney with Marvel stuff is like, I do trust them to be able to like, those are the same characters, but we're like, you yeah. know, kind of well, changing like, them. Uh, US agent did decapitate a man that's with Captain true. America's shield. But so like, it does feel like the initial thing when Disney plus launched of like, we're all going to be PG at the, from the get go, we were like, you know, a lot of the Marvel movies are, they're all PG 13. Some of them yeah. say shit. I think, do any of them say fuck? Maybe. I feel like they, I feel like they do. But yeah, so it's just like you're put it like you can't fool me with like you're not going to all of a sudden make all the TV sh- and they haven't like they've been pretty yeah. adult. Um, so I so I don't think they're like so. Yeah, I don't, and also it's really interesting to bring it back to the Beatles. Uh, <laughs> how like <laughs> when, you, when you if you watch Get Back, like they say they curse not a lot, but like they say fuck like the, and the Beatles like fought for that. Yeah. So I do think that disney plus is kind of like eased off of the like we're the family friendly streaming <laughs> service <laughs> <laughs> <That was awful>. <laughs> <laughs> all right so what goofy's your... gonna get him <laughs> some d oh my god oh jeez. all right what was your favorite scene brett <laughs> uh, uh yeah i mean the, the i mean is everyone just gonna say that oh well, i'll say the car no, chase scene. i was I'll, gonna like, say the car chase scene I mean, like, that's, yeah I mean, that's, we, can all, that's, we can all have the same thing yeah it's i mean okay. it's just it's so undeniably great uh yeah pick a particular so part of it <laughs> i mean i uh, god all of all of it <laughs> <laughs> no, I really did like. I mean, when when he turned, when he went in reverse, and was like, "This is gonna be a lot easier for uh, facing the other way," and that was like just such a cool fucking moment. I love that. Yeah, uh, pretty. Uh, when the camera is doing that circle thing, and you're seeing sort of all angles of the car and what's happening in front of them and what's happening behind them, I thought that was awesome. All right, Jim. I liked all the trick arrows. They were all new to me, so. It was lots of fun because having no idea what they were going to be to discover what they were. Didn't you um, want to touch that that putty? Mm, I, I did. It looked like it smelled bad. <laughs> it, it looked like it, it was like, like gak. Yeah. yeah, gak is what I'm yeah. thinking. Like I'm imagining Hawkeye doing like an ASMR YouTube video oh, where he's no. just like, I'm going to unbox my new arrows. Here's the putty <laughs> one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was my favorite scene as well, but I will say the echo opening yeah. I thought was mm-hmm. a truly Agreed. fantastic. Um, I mean, maybe I should just change it to Kingpin. <laughs> maybe that's my favorite scene. <laughs> I mean, I just think that they did something that they don't always achieve with, like, giving us a whole character and making us feel for that character in a short, such a brand new character in such a, like, short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And also um, immediately after she debuted. Yeah. Right, because yes. you first see her at the end of episode two. And, you know, Marvel sometimes likes to make you wait. Well, Netflix was worse about that. Of just like, we're going to make you wait I seven know. episodes to learn this person's name. <laughs> yes, I hated that shit. Um, but yeah, so what grade do we give the episode, Pretty? Oh, I give it a B. All right, uh, Brett. How's it B plus? All right, Jim. I'm going to say A minus. Ooh, I'm going to say A. I can't believe we all have different uh, grades. And all um, wrote, it, just kept, it just kept going, getting higher, too. <laughs> it was good to start with me. <laughs> uh, thank you all for joining me. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you like Slayer Fest 98, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. 
And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can find us there where you get four to five bonus episodes a month, uh, a monthly My Nudie Judy sex talk video series, and more. And the support is much appreciated. If you want to find us on social, we are at SlayerFestX98 on all social media platforms. I am Ian X Carlos on all social media platforms. Brett, where can everyone find you? You can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Brett White, and um, you can read all my Hawkeye coverage on Decider. yeah, which is where I write about Hawkeye. <laughs> and Brady, where did everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on all of the socials like Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, TikTok, uh, at Run With Skizzers, S K I Z Z E R S. Um, you can buy my books at PreetheJibber.com. And I would love it if you pre ordered my Spider Man book, Spider Man Social Dilemma, which comes out in July of next year. It's super cute. Yay. And Jim, where did everyone find you? Uh, I'm at KimberlyAnnSouthwick.com, and I'm on Twitter at Kim and Joe South. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye.